GM, GM, welcome. Give me just a second, guys. Let me get everything set up real quick. Oh man, I won't lie, I nearly slept in. It was a uh, it was a closer call than it should have been. Good morning, sir. Good morning. How's it going, man? Oh, pretty good. good. Sunny day, and uh, just saw your latest tweet about the the pudgy chart. It's looking pretty good. Yeah, man. Yeah, they've they've had a decent bounce. It's uh, it's been good. Cannot complain. Uh, I need to get out here and get all this stuff tweeted out. I'm just running running behind this morning a little bit on everything. Dude, you know those days where you just feel like sleeping in and then doing absolute shit? Do you mean every day? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, no, no, no. No, I, like, there... no, I know. I, not, to, not to rub it in, but I just took a took a day off today for my wage cock job, and uh, I slept in until like, like 9, 30, 10. So. I love that. Hey, Kaleo, we got a new movement we want you to be a part of. What is the, uh, what's the new movement, man? It's Beaks Out for the Boys. <laughs> Beaks Out for the Boys. It, hey, right. hit them with it. Hit them with it, Bog. Beaks Out for the Boys! <laughs> it's, uh, it's actually become a, uh, a team saying like when we get done with meetings we just say beaks out for the boys and it's, uh, it's catching on like wildfire beaks out for the Matt, boys <laughs> <I'll say what. laughs> i won't do that again i'm sorry beaks out for the boys yes sir all right matt what is the uh the wonky equivalent of that for for beaks out for the boys for the stocks we vibe and we vibe harder, baby. That's it. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love it. What's up, my brother? How are you guys doing today? Oh, doing well. And then, okay, is that Cube on the Wonky Weekly account? <laughs> no, I, is it? <laughs> I have no idea. Like, uh, I'm just curious. Dude, what up, what up? No, it's T. Um, <laughs> oh, see what up, what happened. <laughs> But my spaces will not load on my regular account, so I'm stuck jumping around. No, it's all good, man. It's good to have you uh, you hiding incognito there. Representing the Wonky Weekly, too, man. I love to see it. <laughs> I love to see it as well. The Wonky Quarterly at this point. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, I mean, hey, there was a great streak of weekly. You know, so it, yeah, like, and you know, hey, the Wonky Weekly on the Wonky Weekly Alpha Space. I mean, like, there's there's been some Wonky Weekly something happening, right? Like, so the uh, the name lives on. And I just want to give a shout out to the seeing all these new faces in here. Got the penguins. We got some pandas. Got some chubby corns, um, some seals. Like uh, I love, I love seeing this ecosystem grow with the vibes like this, man. I'm loving it. Oh, I do too, man. It's fun. Um, and you know, I, I think it was B Ways that said it. We'll we'll throw the charts onto the cute alpha. The only the only reason why I can't, couldn't throw the charts onto the cute alpha to begin with is there there's some charts that elicit some emotion that is not cute. Because <laughs> I look at it, I'm like, okay, that's 
Like that reminds me of some painful experience, but there are others where I'm like, okay, that reminds me of a really, you know, pretty good experience. So, you know, like it, it's all balance, right? Like that's what life is about. It's about a healthy balance going into everything. And, you know, it really is interesting throughout the week. We really have seen a bounce across the entire NFT space. You know, everything has kind of started to pick up a little bit. And, you know, there's some advocates saying that it's a dead cat bounce, but you know, like it does feel like something that has been much needed in this space and in this category um, where there are a lot of people that just, I don't know, like we're feeling pretty dead beat about everything um, up until really, you know, the dick butts and the pudgy rally, you know, the wonky rally included in there. But I mean, th- those were like a couple of the catalysts that I think really have spurred a lot of other movement here in the market recently. I got a question, Kaleo. If if we chop, if we have like a crap market the next like year or so, whatever, until like you know, uh, twenty 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 four, um, what do you? How do you think that plays out for NFTs in general? Because I think you know less volatility is usually better. But since you know, everything's bearish in general, I don't know like what outweighs what. I don't know, man. I I, I really think that. Like, people like the space when there's movement, right? You know, I, I see the argument for how sideways can spur on growth, and that was an argument for a long time uh, a couple of years back in the bear market with when alts would start moving out there, right? Like, because every time Bitcoin would have a big surge, you would see alts bleed against it, and everybody was like, well, alts aren't going to do well until Bitcoin stops moving. We need sideways price action for Bitcoin you know, for alts to really do what they need to do. And dude, like, even when we got sideways price action, it just kind of was still boring. It, you know, just took a different market trigger to really set things in motion. And I kind of see the same thing right now, honestly, man, where, you know, if anything, I think that, I think bullish price action is better. Like, you know, if the coins are bullish, it leads to a higher chance of NFTs being able to be it. Like I may be wrong with that, but again, when things are bullish, it's just more opportunity for the space. You know, there are a lot more people interested. So, you know, the more people that are interested, more eyes on it, the more people that are willing to speculate. That's true. I feel like it's going to be interesting to see like with, with uh, NFTs that are really bullish during the bear market, like, I, I feel like they're going to underperform. I hate to say it for the pudgies, but if we go on like a rocket ship between now and the next bull cycle, like, you know, I think we're, we still might go up in in, in uh, USD and notional value, but, you know, we might hit like an, like, I'm having a gut feeling that we might hit a high watermark in ETH terms uh, during the bear. We'll see, man. We'll see. I mean, it's just one of those things you really never know. <laughs> Yeah, you just enjoy the ride. I like the momentum of where things are headed right now for NFTs, though. I really do like some of the bounces that we're seeing. And, you know, I'm hoping that it can be an outlier still right now, right? Like, you know, it has been something that has not moved traditionally with the rest of the price action across the market. So, you know, like, hopefully that can continue 
throughout the rest of the bear market, I would just love NFTs to be some type of outlier and driving some type of volume back, I think would be, would be fun. I think that, I don't know, I, I think there's a decent chance of it, but you know, TBD. If we have to wait a couple of years, we have to wait a couple of years. As long as people are coping, I'm bullish. That's it. Oh, man. So, uh, let's see. McGorgeous, welcome up, man. What's up, buddy? Yeah, I just wanted to, uh, I thought, you know, I wanted to comment on, like, sort of the NFT react- reactivity to kind of, like, you know, the price. And I'm noticing that really a lot of the, the projects or the communities um, that are active, I, I don't see, I think it'd be really hard for anything to, that's that's moving to drop below, you know, I guess a USD nominal value of like, you know, five, six, seven hundred dollars really. So, I mean, I can see an NFT floor of everything but a rug maintaining somewhere at least a quarter of an ETH. I mean, you're not going to, not going to sell your NFT that connects you to your community for for 0.1, 0.2 ETH. What's the point? You know, at that point, you're just stuck with it, even if you don't like the community. It's my two cents. Well, that's fair, man. I mean, you know, I again, I think it's one of those things where, you know, did a lot of this value, a lot of the opportunity will play itself out with time, right? You know, it's like any other sector of the crypto market where things kind of move sideways for a long period of time until they don't. And when they don't move sideways, everything moves pretty quickly. So, you know, whatever survives at the point, whenever that, you know, the quick movement happens, obviously has the highest chance of, you know, benefiting from that. And, you know, it's kind of about just keeping that pulse going until that moment and you know like that that conviction whatever else you want to call it whether you know like that's that's what holds you to get there yeah right for everybody it's different right um some people have fun some people like to invest some people like to flip i mean it's all what you like to do man some people like to be part of a community and they'll ride or die with that community till zero if it ever happens i mean it's 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 a sentiment that you build with your own conviction over time in this emerging market, right? Mm-hmm. Flip, did you did you get your name especially, Flip Drago especially, by, by being a flipper? No, Is that what, actually, what inspired it? <laughs> um, no, actually, it's, it's because I'm Filipino. Uh, okay. so it, has, it has nothing to do with flipping, actually. Oh, that's funny, man. Actually, it's pretty know. ironic. Pretty ironic for you, because I'm because I'm like a serial like bag marrier and like diamond man. <laughs> uh, that is kind of ironic. You know, I never even thought about it from the flip perspective um, until until y'all were just talking until Matt was talking about like the different roles and flipping being one of them. I was like, yeah, I wonder if you like created that account as flipper, but. You know, that's what I'm going to go with from now on. If anybody ever asks me, it's like, yeah, Flip, he's, he's just a professional flipper. But it also goes <laughs> with, the, uh, with the whole Penguin narrative, too. You know, like flippers. So, you got I multiple storylines working for you. I thought it was Flip for the past two years, as in Flipper. I, I had no idea. I've known you for like two years, and I thought it was that. 
It's okay, bro. No, no offense taken. Um, but Claire, real quick, the, I think a lot of the a lot of eyes are going to be against when uh, Eminem and Snoop Dogg kind of perform like in the other side. I mean, I don't know if you heard about that, but MTV was tweeting. I believe it was yesterday or the day before, but that's kind of what led to to the Yuga the Yuga Pop Board Ape Pop. But uh, they're gonna perform in the other side with their using their or inspired by their their ape. Oh, that's cool, man. No, I mean I I, I saw actually was just scrolling through and saw some tweet about Snoop, but I didn't hear that anything about thing about the performance. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll dig up the tweet and uh, tag you on it. I mean, and I want to clarify, you know, I put out a chart not too long ago with the Board Ape Yacht Club, and, like, I still don't think that the balance is anything significant enough to where that chart's invalidated at all. Um, but, like, I would rather like seeing communities like that do well. Well, I mean, heck, Board Ape Yacht Club, if it does well, it really trickles down to the entire ecosystem of everything in the NFT space, right? Like, so it, it it's more fun seeing projects like that bounce than it is to see them bleed out. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, well, if it bleeds out, it, you know, they're obviously going to look for a place and invest in my community. And I just don't think that's necessarily true because, you know, whenever you're getting burned by a project is the first thing you want to do, go dump your you know, ETH into another project, be potentially burned again. Not really. You know, it's easier to sell and reinvest whenever things are going up and you're selling for a profit than it is whenever you're selling for a loss. I will say, though, I think a lot of of the uh, trickle-down ETH into the NFT space got diverted into 200,000 other side plots at the top probably didn't have that intended impact. Yeah. That you was know, a lot maybe, of money. Maybe, that was a lot of money taken out of the space. Maybe <laughs> maybe that is where all the ETH is stuck. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point, man. Like all of it just went into the other side and it's all gone. Like you got at the top. They've got everybody's top. NFT liquidity. Yep. The mi- miners probably I don't think they even did as well, right? Like they only had, had like a small, small percentage. Like I thought, like it was kind of like a misconception. Like I thought the miners killed it, like during the other side mint, but it was like really like one percent, all at one percent of two hundred million. Like not bad. If what that's the mean? case, it's not too bad. Well, yeah. No, like with what all the, the miners yeah, killed it. Uh, like you know, with with from all the gas that was spent during the other side mint, like they, I thought they made a killed it, like a killing off it, but. Um, I thought they only got like a fraction of it or something. Really? I, I, yeah, I forgot the reason. It happened a couple of months ago, but if anyone up here like knows the reason. Yeah, they, they had like the transfer function to transfer the funds um, in the mint function, which generally you would just like let the contract build up funds and then have a withdraw function. And they were also using like uh, they were using standard ERC uh, 721 instead of ERC 721A, which is gas optimized. So they ended up paying like probably almost uh, twice as much in gas to mint than was was necessary. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm no, I, I saw they paid more gas. Like people paid more in gas fees than they did for the actual um, mint price itself. 
which is yeah, ridiculous. but but so like the spike could have been like the spike was because there was so much volume, but also because it was a poorly coded smart contract. Um, if it was a better coded smart contract, it would have taken up less block space, and um, you know they they wouldn't have spent as much gas, and gas fees wouldn't have gotten as high. Yeah, well, I'm just I'm my my original comment about the other side and was in relation to sort of how you know Helio was saying what's good for apes is good for the space and yes I agree with that but what wasn't good for the space was them deciding or I mean timing they timed it well I mean they're smarter than that they they knew that what was, was that was that was a one six z bro <laughs> yeah yeah it was. No doubt, and and I'm I, my point there was just like that was two hundred thousand NFTs going anywhere from what two ETH to ten ETH at one point. Um, that wasn't going into the what, NFT space. Wasn't there only half the supply, and the other hundred thousand are still like set out to mint? Probably controlled mint. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a lot of that was a lot of money that was just kind of uh, taken out of at the Pico top. Do you have any alpha to drop on the wonkies? Man, the the alpha to drop on the wonkies is we're not going anywhere. We are not going anywhere. You know. We're- we're gonna keep vibing. We're gonna keep vibing harder. Bear market, bull market, anything else, man. Like we are, you know, continuing on. And you know, again, find find another any type of other financially inspired, you know, derived NFT project that's out there. So it is, in my opinion, still one of a kind as far as anything that's out there in the space, and it'll have its day. Oh yeah, I, I fully believe that the meme, like, the meme, I mean, it, it's just gonna happen. Like next cycle, there's there's just a handful of things that are even gonna be around. So it's like just literally surviving <laughs> for like however long it takes is what, all we need to do. Some fire ass uh, ribbons on the floor if you guys want to go check them out. Very rare uh, ribbons. Some alpha for you. It is some alpha. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, again, it's just one of those things. Bog, you know uh, something that actually really surprised me the other day? I was looking through my wallet. I was looking through, like, dead bags. And my very first bag that I ever bought of anything is just a complete dead bag. It's my Spookies NFT. I listened to Titan, and I minted, you know, not minted, you know, I bought a bunch of spookies at the top and not a bunch. I mean, it was like, I don't know, 10 or something. And so I went to their Twitter account. I was kind of just curious because I saw like their, their floor price is sub 0.01. And dude, they were surprisingly still pretty active on their Twitter. I was kind of shocked that they actually had something going on. And because I looked at a couple other things and, you know, there are other dead projects like that that have it. And, I was kind of impressed by them, but you know, like, does that mean they're going to bounce back? No, not necessarily. But you know, at the same time, it was something that I was like, oh shit, like, okay, you know, that is a completely people would say it's a completely dead project. You know, it only like, like, but it's still go 
goes on. Can you think of any examples of projects that have either, you know, more, you know, somewhere a decent amount of volume traction um, that have died off floor price and have still continued on, you know, as far as engaging or have you seen any the other side around where you know they've kind of died off on floor price and they've just completely died um you know kind of just curious what you've seen from being more plugged into the space i just triggered some ptsd but i needed to take some those are the tax loss harvesting spookies to me um i kind of i kind of i kind of just shredded those i just sent them off into the ether and you know went to my cpa and said hey man you know, how, what can these little ghosts do for my tax liability this year? But um, I, I think that's a good point. I didn't know how active they were. It's just one of those things where I guess they just weren't aesthetically good looking and, you know, never caught on. And I, I'm not, I never listened to Titan after that. You know, you have to just go in the space. I think that that's also a valuable lesson. But uh, that's a good question. I haven't really seen any other like dead communities. I was trying to revive the Piggy Pals because I thought they had something, but the founders just rugged. Because I really think with cute projects, as long as they're funny, you just literally take like what the Chubbies did. You just make a bunch of gifts and you start po- shit posting on Twitter, and and you know that's how you get you know some engagement. But I don't know if if, if uh, there are any other communities that exist like that. I know that Luca said in a podcast the other day that I mean, and it's kind of true, right? Like if you get to a certain threshold where like your floor price is like that low, it's just really hard to to ever get to to regain interest. So it's it's like interesting with with uh, what the spookies are doing, but in general, like you know, it doesn't take a lot of money to to really manipulate that floor. But it, I I just don't really see it happening because it's just it's hard to like regain the, the you know that hype and kind of rebuild the community. But I don't know if anyone knows. Of, I was gonna say, and then you end up with fifty unique holders, even when you do revive. And it just won't go anywhere. But uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on the Abasho project. I mean, there. I think there are several Abashos up here that can speak. So <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll hand it over to the Abashos to speak on that one. Oh, PP was the one. I mean, he, he got us in the mint, and now we're, like, kind of, like, shifting it around. I mean, we have, like, a bunch of, like, big guys in there. Like, you know, it's it's a pretty... Like it, it's like we're trying to like to make the perfect alpha group, I guess. You know, it's like the goal of it. Um, it's kind of hard right now because you know when things aren't really popping off, and you know, it, it you know, there's nothing really to do. Uh, <laughs> like, you know, you're really kind of like, it, it, it's really just market dependent. But um, you know, it, it's people from basically all the all the communities. It's like all the communities you know. It's the, you know the people from the Chubbies. Like they all have their alpha groups. The Penguins, like Lucas said, he doesn't want to have an alpha group associated just for legal reasons within the Discord. So we went ahead and just kind of like took over something and did our own thing. But um, I don't know. I think it's I think it's a really cool group, and you know I think there's a couple right now that are you know decent decently cheap. I mean, my idea, my idea of it is really to trying to make it the Citadel for the next bull run, you know, when things pop off. Because I know, like, you have guys like Messi, Lambo, and they have, like, Telegram chats, and they're the ones who kind of tried to spark. Like, they try to make, like, pseudo-summer a thing, even though there's, like, 700 guys, and, you know, they all got, like, rinsed off a couple of projects. But, you know, I, I think that, we can, you know, kind of having, like, a collective like that and is, is going to be key for, like, the next run, so... You know, we're all like rotating into 
like we all have a piece of like whatever we think is going to be solid and we can kind of control the narrative. Um, that's kind of like my, like my like thought process behind it. I don't know what PP is like kind of envisioning too, but I just, I think that, you know, having like 250 smart people in, in one collection and, and like, it's not a DAO too, because DAOs move like, you know, they're just too inefficient in this space. Um, you're like free to make your own decisions in there, but I think it's better, it's better to have that. And, and, you know, like anything else, right? Like you have a bunch of influencers in a group, not that we tweet about it or anything. People just track wallets now. Anyway, you don't really have to say anything, but uh, I think building like a really, really strong group of people is going to be key for the next cycle. Yeah. That'll pay off big when we're not just like trading amongst ourselves. And once things really pop off and, a year, two years, three years, yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's not a short. It's not a short-sighted thing, and that's the thing. Some people are like, like some people in there already are like, oh, why did you, why did you buy this? Or like, you gotta like, you know, they're not getting what, and that's the hard thing. It's like finding those two hundred and fifty people, you know, that are like get the vision, I guess, or understand like kind of what what's gonna happen. Because like, I want the penguins to all succeed after, like, you know, not just do like, you know, a couple people that just started making money. It's like better to being a group and, and then other guys that have been around for a while it's like a mixture of people ct people just you know nft whales whatever but uh, i don't know maybe we'll see how it goes but that's that's kind of the the idea yeah i like i like the i like the size too you know in, in, you're right i mean over time um eventually you'll you'll develop 250 really committed people that are going to all contribute something and probably know each other on a first name basis and, you know, hang out even, you know, IRL, like it reminds me a little bit of chubby corns as well. I don't know how active they yeah. are on there. You know, yeah. Their groups, but... Capital, we charge DAO, something. It's like stuff like that, I guess. You know, but yeah. not, nothing serious. It's just like something, something a little different. And it's with, it's people like I already consider friends that I've met, you know, multiple times already in, in the space. So, uh, yeah, you know, like, I think that's really, I don't, it's not really a pitch. It's just like, you know, we got a while anyway. It's, but we already have like a hundred and hundred, ten, 120 people in there that are active. So, uh, not doing bad so far. I was going to say percentage of activity is, is probably a good sign of, um, sort of, liqui- I'm not say liquidity, but you know, that, that the traders have sort of exited people holding the, to, to sort of sell it higher. <clears throat> Oh, yeah, it, it's just so hard to trade to flip NFTs now. It, yeah. it, it's so like, ne- like negative EV. Yeah. yeah, you're you're like just trading against other people that are that have been trading NFT. Like you know, they, everyone's on the same page, and at that point, like there's no like you know there is no alpha. <laughs> like you're you're not like look at all the stuff going on too. Like that Izu thing, like. What is it? Where to earn? I, I tweeted about that the other day. I'm like, anything, insert any like verb to earn is just like uh, obviously a cash grab and is not going to work. And like, I, I might be wrong about maybe one thing, but I think that general statement is is going to like be correct for like however long. Like, it, it just doesn't catch on. Like, you have to be like pivoting and like generating revenue or doing something. Otherwise, yeah. like, what are you even doing here? I'll say, I don't know. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Like, dude, I, I really do love the PA community. And I, like, you know, I have a couple PAs and I want them to do well. We got a lot of wonky guys that are in the PA community. I, I just think the most difficult thing that they're running into right now is just 
you know, oversaturation of supply, like in the middle of a bear market. But, you know, it's not a, it's not necessarily something that like with a super strong community in the right conditions can't turn around. Um, I, I just think that's the difficulty of kind of what what they're bumping up against right now. Right. Like so, you know, it, it's just one of those things where was it maybe the best timing for something like that? Maybe not, but you know, I, I guess if you've had that plan for a while and you go forward with it, then yeah, you know, like all part of the big picture, all part of the big experiment of just watching and seeing how things play out. Right. Like everybody does things a little bit differently. So we'll see. Sure. I, I support web three brands, but Clay, uh, pivoting, like, have you seen like what Haritos is doing? Like with their mint, it's like kind of ridiculous. Like it's like, they, they like bought a bunch of NFTs, right? And then now like they're trying to like build like goodwill and they released like like a, a collection. I think it's like a point one mint. And like it's based I think it's like a cash grab flip. You were telling like you were taught like you looked into it a little bit more, but I just thought it was kind of funny how like they were just like, Yeah, Web three and then like, they just released their own thing and it's like web like it, it probably took like months for them to push through on like the corporate side. And you know, like get through all those chains like internally, and 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 it's kind of funny. Like, they probably were planning on like releasing this in the bull market, but it just took so long. Um, but I, there's a lot of like Web two brands that are just like just failing. Like you look, see what like Nickelodeon did, and that Mint, uh, the Care Bears, um, and now like Caritos. Like it's it's kind of it's I think it's still minting. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, I yeah I don't know. I just feel like. They they have they they're not really like fully tapped into the space to really kind of understand like what's going on and and you know I think that's where like that that disconnect is between Web two and Web three. Well, we're also on top of all what you said, Bob. We're also in a an emerging new market too. So like the way people do things and operate in this space are pretty much innovative. They've never been done before. So a lot of times when we're trying to figure out this whole web three thing and the proper way to, you know, manage a, a new market with NFTs, people are going to try different things. Sometimes the, the timing is real shitty. Um, but we learn from that and we grow from that. And I understand a lot of people have a lot of different opinions on what should go or what's the best way for this space but if we all just come together kind of like what you were saying earlier about you grabbing 150 people that's a community right there and if we keep up with that community mindset no matter what challenges come to us we're going to be able to weather the storm together stronger together with the mindset of learning from lessons keeping that innovation going funny you like that you're you're absolutely right and um but you know that, it's been said um i think disingenuously more so on the way up not by anyone here i'm just saying generally but but no you're absolutely you're spot on i mean if you're still here <clears throat> you're not going anywhere ever i mean like not right. ever but you know it's like <laughs> it's like you're obviously not you're not here to flip and then like you know bail right before we get to the bear market um uh, speaking of, you know, and anyone else, I know like this isn't an FTX thing, but uh, Kaylee, does that preclude you from chiming in a little bit about what's going on over? Or no? What do you mean by that? I mean, I, I can talk about anything, man. Well, you know, I'm just uh, we we broke we broke through support. 
and we're oh yeah, man. I mean, kind of in no man's land right now. Heading. I, I'm kind of just praying at this point. Being <laughs> <laughs> honest, like I mean, here's the deal. At the end of the day, and I've talked about this several times. If it does end up going lower, it is what it is. It's not something that like is completely unexpected because you know I'm expecting a range over yeah. the next several months. And it's all been about like stacking throughout the course of this range. So, you know, if anything, if it stays lower in the range for longer, I, you know, it's a better longer term opportunity as far as like the average price you're getting in at. So like, it's really, you know, I don't see it as much of a negative as a lot of people might see it now. I mean, will it mean that it's maybe not as quite as fun on the timeline every day? Yeah, probably. But like, and now we'll see. I mean, I think the towel quite yet um, as far as be all end all dumping back down, but it is uh, it's not looking as great as I'd like it to at the moment. So I don't know. We'll see. Like just keep stacking. Oh yeah. That, that was more of like a trading question. I think, I, you know, I don't think anyone's expecting, uh, you know, us to just live by this diamond hand philosophy and you know kind of trap yeah i'm just curious what the short-term look out i mean I, I know what it is i'm just I'm just curious what which way what you're playing but that's not yeah yeah i'm not i'm not asking for you know t- ta necessarily yeah powell's just going to continue to i don't know they just love pivoting bro like i don't know like short-term uh, you can't really think about it too much. Like they're gonna, yeah. like it, it, it whatever is gonna happen is gonna happen in that regard. Like it's you know you can't. It, know if you're kind of rational to you, just kind of know what to expect over like the next year. Like I you gotta temper your expectations, but it doesn't mean like there aren't. There's a lot of things to do even in a, in a bear market, like networking and and just kind of <laughs> short trading. Yeah, like. Yeah. It, I feel like the short side of people are like looking at the five minute candles still, you know, and if you want to learn how to trade and, you know, that's all good. And, you know, maybe I, I don't know, I'm not going to put anyone down, but I just think that there's, uh, I guess, more efficient ways to use your time. Uh, hey, Bog, I heard you mention um, that you did some tax loss harvesting. Uh, so I just thought it was a good time to mention that uh, my, my project uh, actually is a, tax loss harvesting solution um, and you can clear out 50 or 500 nfts from your wallet uh, in a single transaction um, and you get a j token back for doing that uh, and that j token as well as eth can be used to then buy back um, from the ones that have been sold if any projects make a, a comeback in the future um, so pretty cool tokenomics around it too but the main goal is just the tax loss harvesting solution that actually has like a transaction that shows you're like getting a token back for your NFT. So it's not just sending to the burn, um, which looks a little bit better with the IRS, <laughs> but uh, not financial advice or tax advice. Bro, I actually like that idea because I was about to ask, how do you justify whenever you're sending to the burn, you just say that you're selling for zero. <laughs> Or, um, well, it's fascinating. You're not, he's actually, his, I, I, I have a few J tokens because, uh, you're not actually burning it. 
Um, I mean, you're just kind of like we're talking about like the point well, zero one. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I realized that, but I was asking about like you know for Bog what he's you know he was doing whenever I'm listening. He... I was listening for like point zero zero one, and if they didn't sell it, you needed them to a, a burn wallet. Uh, but it wasn't really like most of them like literally almost zero, just because I like I had a bunch of gains last year that I had to like at, at like at a certain point I just had to like you know it got to the to the December thirty first, and I'm like, oh, all right. If it didn't sell, then they're they're just <clears throat> they're good. They're going to the incinerator. <laughs> but um, yeah, like I, most of them, like last year, were selling. Like even some, like I was shocked at like how many like things sold at like a low level. There's some people out there that are, you know, like, some people trying to like corner these dead. Guys. I don't know. But props to them. They're 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 like the tax loss harvesting team. You know, like. It, it's tit for tat. Like I got, I got that at a, you know, I got a little, uh, little, little, uh, rebate and like those guys got their favorite NFT for a collection where it's probably you know, never going to be seen again. So <laughs> that does, that does bring up an interesting question though. And that is like, if I burn it, like, you know, we'll just say J token, for example, I'm, I'm getting a J token in exchange for it. So what happens up? And so it's like, yeah, I'm sort of, it's like a temporary tax loss harvest thing. And then now all of a sudden I got more money than I, you know, I report profits on my J tokens. Uh, you, can, you can sell your J tokens right away. And actually yeah. what I'm working on next is a solution for you to take a loan from your J token because it's backed by ETH and then you wouldn't have to pay tax on your loan. Oh. Where were you? Where were you a year ago? Come on. Well, and I was working on the other. I was working on Toshiman. I was for that as well. But right. Sorry. Yep. So, gorgeous. I was going to say the other thing too. I mean, officially, like, it's all about what is the value of the J token upon redemption. So, you know, like, it, it doesn't matter what the value of the J token goes to after that. It's all about the value of when you receive it for what you'd actually put in any type of you know tax sheet or anything else, right? Because yeah, like that is the value of whatever you got whenever you were paid. So even if it does go higher from there, like anything from there would just be capitalized, right? Like because you're not actually like selling it out. So, you know, yeah. J token was a hundred bucks whenever you sold it, then you know or whenever you received it, then I'm okay, you know J token's hundred. If it was a penny, you know it was a penny, right? Like so you have that confidence, I think, kind of going into it anyway. Right. Right. Yeah, it is it, yeah. Agree. Yeah, if you never sell the J, you don't have to, to pay any tax on it. Um, but yeah, so yeah, it's, it's a pretty cool solution, I think. Um, and also the J token, you know, like talk about like people kind of collecting these dead projects. Some of them have come back already and people have sold them for profit. I think 56 um, so far have been bought back out from the vault and people have sold them from anywhere from like a 50 to a $100 profit, which is, you know, nothing crazy, but uh no it creates it creates an opportunity or a market for people to unknowingly just kind of just get frustrated and dump something that for other people are like no way that i can get that for that like, like, unknowingly. that like extreme like like a, like a distressed debt buyer like is that like the extreme like 100x version of that or something like that <laughs> <laughs> like... it would be at scale i, I believe personal or is it, it's like like facebook marketplace like you're trying to like flip like 
like a chandelier you bought on like Facebook Marketplace for like twice the price or something. I don't know like what the equivalent is, but congrats to anyone doing that. I actually I did flip two of them out of there. Um, it was it was pretty good. Uh, I made like two hundred bucks, but it, it's it was more to kind of prove the the project out in the beginning before people were like really doing it, and then I kind of started to announce them to the community uh when when they would come up and let other people take advantage of them but yeah it's surprising like people had sometimes dumped ones in there that were like almost at the buy price and the way that it works is uh like you always pay or the the j amount that you get back um is using a chain link price feed so you're always it's always around two so to harvest you're always saying that you sold your your nft for two dollars and then to buy something out of the vault is always around $20. And half of that is in the J token. And all of that J token gets burned. Uh, and the J token itself is actually a vault token. So uh, it never goes down in value. It only, uh, the, the vault backing only increases through fees on the platform. Um, so you'll pay like the initial fees to get the token. And there's a fee to sell the token. But there's no, no like... Uh, uh, side risk of the J like NFTX for like like worthless JPEGs or uh, I mean I, I, not really because everything goes into the same pool so I guess I, yeah maybe maybe because it's just one giant pool of everything that shit <laughs> and and there's a there it's locked the ability to mint new uh, J tokens uh, yeah, so the only way to mint the new J tokens is so you're actually minting J tokens when you. Uh, when I meant you, max max circulation. Sorry. Yeah, <clears throat> max there, there's, it's a yeah. There's no max supply, so basically they get they get burned when you sell it through our platform, uh, and they get minted when you sell your NFTs or if you use the buy through our platform, and then you get an equal portion of the the vault minus. Uh, like so you basically have to you know you pay to get into the vault for your initial share and you pay a fee um but yeah the tokenomics are like a little bit confusing to explain with words so we kind of have a diagram video that's going to help kind of explain but, them a little bit but better. They, they are trustless though yeah yeah that yeah i don't i don't have any mintability uh there's the only owner function in the contract there's like two of them and it was for me to reset our um our team fees address uh and then to lock the or and to start um the smart contract so there you can go look at it it's it's linked on the website um but yeah there's nothing in there that i can do ideally you know we'd like there to become liquidity on like uniswap or something like that so people aren't paying the, the fee to sell which is 10 percent um and you know that'd be cool and people could take advantage of uh the arbitrage but you know the platform has to grow we only have 3000 nfts in the vault so far but you know uh as people you know december comes um i think more people will start to be interested uh in this and uh yeah i think it's you know just a good solution to a problem that people are going to have because you know we're all taking risky investment in this industry to an extent um and uh you know, sometimes things don't work out. Yeah. So I, sorry, just to completely pivot, I, I think it's a really cool idea, dude. And I think it's great that we have, you know, people building stuff like solutions to that because I think they're really needed. Um, so I was looking at the pudgy, um, <laughs> the tweet about the children's books and it's like all, you know, positive stuff. And then 
one ape. There's one ape. Do pudgy penguin holders even have children? <laughs> like you got out of that? Like, oh, we're gonna make a children's book, donate for, like stuff to you know charity. <laughs> but do pudgy penguin holders have children? Like, <laughs> come on, man. It's gonna. It's so. It, they're getting. It's getting harder to hate. I love what the team's doing. It's like if you're really nitpicking stuff and hating on us, it's like, why? At this point. I would say the probably the, the percentage or statistics of pudgy holders that have children versus apes is much higher. They're cute. And dude, your IRL stuff, man, like we, we if, not necessarily pudgies, but I'm just saying like physical merch and like IRL things are going to become more and more valuable. I think over time, like if I get a cute plush pudgy penguin, and my daughter, you know, even myself, admittedly, becomes kind of like attached to it. I'm much more, much less likely, if not, the chance. To, I mean, the chance of me actually wanting to sell or someday selling my pudgy penguin drops to zero. The more like, like representations of my digital art I see on a daily basis. Like I actually, you know, like for example, like my kids have a space suit. Um, and they left the helmet outside and I picked up the helmet and it reminded me of my Sabet, um, you know, like galaxy moon, um, NFT. And I was like, you know, right then and there, I just, I'm that much more connected to it, you know, because it reminded me of it. So no, I, I, I keep I, doing I, I that. I totally yeah. agree with that. And I think that's kind of like what their goal, um, you know, like there's, there's going to be way more things that they're pumping out and they have in the pipeline but you know it's that's a thing too it's it's like certain things have like their own niche and and you know in the space it's like you got to kind of play your strengths right now and you know that's how you that's how like the the bridge is going to happen of getting you know people from web 2 into web 3 it's it's really hard to like kind of to like pierce through the narrative like why people hate nfts i mean even like like right now, when you when you use anywhere, it's like NFTs are bad for uh, climate change. If you heard what Lucas said today in the, the Anson thing, he's like even like getting advertisements right now. He's having more success like removing NFT from the pro like anything. He's getting like two and a half, three times more engagement, not having NFT in the bio for any of the, um, on, on social media and any of the bios. It's kind of funny how like how that that all works. Uh, I guess I, I, NFTs are truly just hated right now. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, and the funny thing is, I guarantee you, even when ETH goes to proof of stake, that narrative is really not going to change, right? Because people are so clueless about everything that it's still not going to change, even though it'll be completely washed out the window, right? Like, whatever argument that people said or had for, oh, well, you know, it's burning however much electricity and killing X many trees every time you mint an NFT and do this or that. It's like, no, that's bullshit. Like, that's completely gone. But will that be covered by the media? I don't think so, right? Like, it's way easier to cover negative press than it is positive. And it's way easier to remember something negative than it is something positive. Facts. Big that's effect. the that's the way society is conditioning everyone to think too. You got to be aware, raise up your awareness, folks. Well, yeah, you know, I think it's something a message you want to like, kind of emit. Like, you want to say, "Hey, try to think critically." 
you know like don't don't just let in any space right not just nft like you know you, you can't just kind of get spoon fed something and then repeat it and be like an npc like you gotta kind of use your brain that's why you have one but, but i do think that will be oh go ahead matt I was just going to say real quick, Leonardo da Vinci said it greatest. The greatest deception man suffers is from their own opinions. Really think about that. Or Crayola, what's up, man? What's up, brother? Do y'all think we're just so early, like, with NFTs and stuff? Like, do you think that in, like, two years (laughs) – people will finally catch on or do you think we're just going to continue to be our own little corner of the internet that never really blows up or if you do think we're going to blow up in a huge way what do you think sets that off i think it's hard to say i mean i i I actually think you know i'm biased but taking bias aside i thought we were like dead in the water in 2018 with nf uh, with a shit coin it was the case honestly for a bunch of shit coins right but the space as a whole grew um, so I'm thinking that whenever like the next big innovation comes that kind of gets the, these other people onboarded, like, I don't know what it's going to be, but, uh, there's people out there working on, on, in the space and there's a lot of smart people in the space and you got to bet on that at the end of the day, it's hard to really say like with any certainty what it's going to be, but I think it is going to grow. I think people like want to be part of a community at the end of the day the day that's what people want and especially digitally right you know i i actually get along more with some of the guys in the in the penguin space i than i you know do with people i've i've known my whole life it's just weird and it's it's like not even like weird to say that i saw this happening like earlier on like 2000 you know they're like late 2000 um like last decade like i was like a pro gamer like going to mlg tournaments like hanging out with people like you know just playing like halo with them and then we would just hang, you know, in the in the tri-state area and stuff, like like a teenager. Like you you see like the power of that, and it's like you it, at the end of the day, it's it's people with common interests getting along and 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 like working working to 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 build on those things, and it's it's a cool thing. So I'm gonna bet on that, and I think it's gonna grow. But you know, if you're looking for like a technical answer, I, I don't know, I don't know what it's gonna be, but I think it's getting worked on, and I think there's a lot of the smarter people. I think even pseudo swap, you're at. I think that's a big thing and what regardless of what kobe says making it fungible or whatever you know just another easier you're making it easier for for people to, to make it actually that's what markets do like like over time like a mature market gets more efficient so you yeah. need to that that's part of it but uh i don't know man i i think i'm betting on it growing and and you know people kind of they just need to dip their toes in and they realize it's like it's fun and i know that now that sounds like a cult like thing but um, <laughs> I don't know. It, well, I mean, that's isn't there like another aspect to it too down the road? I mean, it's just not going to be PFPs, right? I mean, there's so many different applications that Web3 is going to be facilitating for humanity throughout the next couple of years. And the more seeing people hop on that technology, it's going to go beyond the PFP thing. So it depends on where you're looking at it, Crayola. Are you looking at it just from that aspect or are you looking at it from the technology as a whole? Yeah, so I would I would say technology as a whole. I would think that, you know, it starts as like a PFP, and then we're going to be the ones that, that have the knowledge about where this started and where it's going. And um, in a weird way, like I think charts and crypto and stuff have warped my mind. So, like, I think of everything in my life now as like chart waves and stuff. 
And and so for me, it's like, well, the wave goes in and then it goes out and it leaves some seashells. And then, you know, we collect those seashells. Those are new people that want to get involved. And we've been just sitting there, you know, and we, and we teach new people and, and we help them just like somebody helped us. And eventually that grows organically. But then I think there is going to be that bridge where, you know, there's going to be a fork in the road where Nike is no longer the head honcho, you know. Um, for I guess like when I think about it, you know, Pudge is doing it in a, in a certain way. And I think um, they're going to be a first mover as far as how to how to do it from from a Web3 perspective. And I talked about Luca not really having much engagement with NFTs, but when it becomes too big and when Pudge becomes too big, people are going to have to listen and it, and it doesn't matter what he says, you know, he's going to be able to talk about NFTs and they're going to have to listen to him. Or at least that's, that's what I think. What do you, what do you guys think? Yeah. Crail, I, I just wanted to touch on one of your points quick too. Like you, you said like, you know, like even at its core, you know, um, this is di- your, your digital identity. And if you want to think about it, like why do people drop like 10 racks at Gucci? Or like, you know what I mean? Like they, they want, you know, or buy a Rolex or anything, you know, not that it's just a luxury good, but like people care about their, their appearance. I mean, even, even if we're just talking about, uh, you know, being like very uh, superficial and whatnot, like you spend more time online. Most of us spend more time online than we do outside, if we're being frank. So I, I don't know that that's, that's like, this is the first like use case of it. And it's very simple and it's like anything else, right? Like, like, look at Bitcoin. The first use case was just really like, P, like P to P, like just, you know, being able to transact money, like, you know, like permissionless and, 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 and decentralized. Like, like it, this is just like, Hey, this is your identity. And it's like, you know, like, what do you call it? Like when you, when you play a video game and it's just like, you know, you, you create a character. It, it's just like very, very like base level and, and then digging deep like that, you know, that's that's where we find more value and and i think it's people are interested so i think it's going to happen it doesn't just end here it this is literally the beginning it's just hard though because i get that feeling like oh wow like no one else gets this yet and i think it it you can't really say like oh there's going to be a you know the floodgates are going to open just because of what happened and you know with shit coins and stuff but as long as there's like a you know something that we're disrupting like what nfts are disrupting and, and what they're, the value they're creating for art that's that's something then there's something there and there's a lot of value to be extracted from that right and that's what crypto does best and we find another use case for that disruption every cycle and there's probably going to be something else next cycle too so um i don't know I'm, that's why i'm, I'm like mostly that. i think also if we mature a little bit too um i mean right yeah. now as we're looking at it like there's only like what fifteen thousand active wallets right now and you know cycle psychology will dictate kind of where this goes to and if we are not close to a higher standard with the respect of the technology and the capabilities of what it can do for humanity as a whole if we don't adapt that adopt that mindset and adapt to that as well i mean it's going to be a little bit more difficult because that sentiment will just keep putting out that negative energy right if you will but if we can kind of come together and have that community mindset of the collective of we all do good if we all come together type of mentality actually have a little bit more of a leg up as well but to get to get to that point there does need to be i don't want to say hey 
like an absence of an anonymity, but there at least has to be some sort of, you know, because you can be anonymous and still have a reputation, right? Still, still oh, build yeah. that. Right. Um, but that, but you know, the reason why I think we didn't get as far as we could have was, uh, well, first of all, I mean, there was a huge influx of buyers, but then there was also a huge influx of just rug projects. Um, and that, that left a bad taste in people's mouth. And, um, so I, I think accountability is going to be huge to the success of, of, you know, the NFT space in the next phase. Um, but, but, look at, but look at ICOs, right? In 2017, how many shitty projects there, there were literally the majority of them were shitty. Right. No. And that's, and, and, and that's why we didn't get as far as we could have then. Right. It's, it, you know, we, it all trickled into NFTs. <laughs> that's like, I, I think you can like attribute that to just being like an emerging market. Like you have people that are going to be there to you have speculators, right? And 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 they're going to be throwing money at anything, and you're going to have people trying to take advantage of that, like that have the capability, like to to spin up a project cheaply, like what people are doing Fiverr artists, Fiverr artists and stuff. So I do agree with you, but it, I I just think that's just how like emerging markets work. It, uh, yeah, uh, but and, and and there's just gonna there's gonna be something else in the next cycle and the next cycle, and I think real adoption, real mainstream adoption, will occur when we stop accepting the fact that people are you know completely anonymous and we're just going to blindly trust them. I also think we have to figure out a way to deal with wash trading, but you know I can I can start a project, mint ten thousand. PFPs, and as long as I have like one or you know like one percent of the minters are unique addresses, meaning not mine, hundred percent profit. You know, I mean, that's, we've seen that in the last two months, but that's a it's a complicated question. I will say on the on non PFP non community space use case, the um, and I'm not plugging it. I actually don't hold it right now, but LinkedIn is a great use case example. I mean, it's, you know, basically, if any of you are familiar with the term reciprocity, like when it comes to country club memberships, you know, I have a membership and another LinkStyle owner in South Carolina has one. If I'm a holder, you know, we sort of agree to have this reciprocity agreement. And, uh, and yeah, there's, there's real underlying value in that. Right. Um, but yeah, LinkStyle is a, one of those kind of NFTs, I think that that does actually have like permanent staying power potentially. So, what would you say is the the like in real life? Because, like to me, you know, we're in this small bubble, but it feels big to me because I'm doing it pretty much every day of my life. You know, talking to you guys and whatnot. Um, do you think this is just a completely different paradigm, like as far as groups go? So, what I'm trying to say is. Outside in life, you, you know, you talk about um, you might have some clubs you're a part of, so like a golf club or something like that. But you're not talking every single day. Like I feel like I'm talking to y'all more than I do to people in my real life, and I would think that that's more beneficial. And I would argue that this right here seems like a more powerful way to connect with people, and will eventually um, overturn or become a standard for how we communicate. Maybe I'm way off base, but I don't see people uh, 
a lot in my real life, like at different clubs and stuff like that. It's harder because you have to drive and and whatnot. But maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. But I would see this being a very valuable thing if if people took the time to to try to understand it. There's also a balance though, Carilla, that you have to you know keep with a level of awareness too about in real life in this space because. You, I mean, you and I have been in this space together for a long time already, and I mean, we've seen people get burnout, mental breakdowns, and, and having that balance too is uh, crucial. But on your point, yes, building these connections, networking—if that's what your goal in mind is—for staying in this space or doing something greater for your life, absolutely, uh, absolutely, these connections are great. Yeah, and I, I sent a tweet out today um, of a project called Street Melts, and basically the, the founder slash slash CEO came out today and said that he was stepping away from the CEO CEO role. Um, and, you know, we're, we're now like a year and a half into it, and we're seeing project founders that they're human, you know, and that they're, they can't control everything. We put all this pressure on one person, one team to deliver at the expense of their own health and, and stuff. And, you know, I commend the people that are doing this with the weight of a community. I really do. I made a tweet earlier that said, I think that there's not a word for it right now, but I think that in the future, when documentaries and stuff come out in the Web3 space, space and the NFT space, that we're under a different kind of level of stress and, and grind that, that wears us out in a different way psychologically. And I don't think there's a word for it, but I think there will be a, a term for what we're all going through. Because, I mean, you can't really, really put your finger on it. You can't really say what it is. Feel it in different ways. We're all cyborgs, Crayola. Uh, <laughs> we're trying to mimic a computer with the amount of information we're trying to retain yep. at every second of the day that we're in this space. Yep. That's why that balance is key, brother. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That's true. And, you know, it is weird. It's like, well, what is, what value is enough today? Like, is, is hopping on a space for an hour, does that fill my cup up? Does that empty my cup? And then how do I balance that with the unreal life synergistically to where I'm not burnt out, but I'm, I'm rejuvenated? I think that's going to be the next step for me is how do I engage with you guys, continue to build relationships, and then take that energy, that positive energy, and and allow it to, to flood into my in real life. And I don't know, man, now, you know, now we're living like two and three different lives where like, I literally think about it. I'm like, where, who was I before crypto and NFTs? Like, I don't even remember. And it's clear. Um, you know, I'm grateful to you guys. So. Much love, brother. So how much how, how much longer until you're fully recovered from everything with the surgery? So you want to hear something hilarious? Um, just every time I've ever had surgery, I've always been like the the special case, the one that never goes smoothly. And you know they were telling me um, before I even had it. So basically for everybody, uh, so I had jaw surgery when I was twelve. Um, since I was a baby, I couldn't take a bottle or anything like that, and. Up until 12, I could only bite on my back teeth. So I had this surgery um, at 12, which typically most people have it in their 20s when they're fully developed. Mine was so severe that they had to go ahead and do it. And then my mouth eventually opened back up so I could still only bite on my back teeth. 
So what this surgery was was to remove all the all the hardware um, from when I was 12, so that it could heal, so that next year I could have the full jaw realignment surgery again to to make my jaw straight, my teeth straight, and that sort of thing. So they're going like standard three-hour procedure. Uh, you know, we'll get you in, get you out. And so my my surgery was supposed to be at twelve. Well, it ends up being one o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock. Luckily, it's at my hospital that I work at. And one of my um one of my coworkers actually looked me up on the OR board, and she's like, "Man, you're effed." She's like, "They keep pushing your time back." So I end up going back at four o'clock, and in retrospect, I think they kept pushing my case back because they thought it was going to be sad. Well, they, <laughs> I go under at like 4.30. And when you go under anesthesia, if you've never been, it's almost like you go to sleep and then just wake up like five seconds later. I wake up, it's 11.30 at night. And <laughs> they call my wife and they're like, yeah, so his surgery wasn't as simple as we thought. We had to use every single instrument uh, that we had in the hospital. And we only got 22 of the 23 screws out. We had to leave one in uh, potentially for the rest of his life or we get it. So needless to say, my swelling hasn't gone down that much in, in the past four days. I still look like a pudgy penguin. Uh, and uh, there's a lot of like um, bleeding and uh, swelling, but I don't have much pain, which is really weird. So they told me originally when I was going to get the surgery, they're like, oh, you know, you can go back to work the next day. Well, the surgeon called my wife. She's like, he's going to need a few days off work. And luckily enough, we had a vacation plan this week. Dude, that's just another example of like for me and like my faith in God and stuff, dude. So I was supposed to have the surgery like a month and a half ago and I got COVID. So I had to cancel, but that one, Basically, I was going to have the surgery on Monday and then go back to work that Tuesday. Well, I get COVID, so I can't have the surgery. What just so lined up that they put me on as an add-on case during a week that I already had vacation. And then when I came out of it, they told me that I'm going to need like six to seven days to recover. Um, so it worked out perfectly for me. All right, from a pain standpoint, um, I'm just I'm just swelled a lot. And when I go back out in public, they're going to think my wife beats me, but it's okay. Okay. <laughs> Did you have the uh, like in the joint surgery, um, the TMJ type joint surgery? Yeah, yeah. So, so the first time when I had the surgery when I was twelve, they broke both my jaws and they they placed them together. They wired them shut. That's what they're going to do again next year. Um, this one was more uh, for soft tissue, so they basically folded those back and removed all the screws that I had. The craziest thing too. Uh, that they had to do was they had to do this thing called uh, what's it called stab entries. They had to go through my cheek with a uh, basically with a knife to make a hole that they could use uh, to put a screwdriver through to remove some of the screws because of the angle that they were at. <laughs> so I got like basically puffy cheeks with holes in them that my wife's been putting like uh, ointment and stuff on for me. Uh, I had surgery last year, and no, I, ha- I, I have, I, yeah, I've had so many surgeries. Um, uh, right next to like where my little ear uh, flap goes, I don't know what yeah. you call that, but that's where my hole is, and you can kind of still see it. But I have my beard now, but yeah, man, they yeah. jabbed it right in there too, man. <laughs> If you need a, a recovery surgery, buddy, brother, uh, 
hit me up, man. You know I'm always here for you, brother. I love you, man. I love you too, dude. Yeah, that's wild, man. That's crazy. I don't know anybody else that's had jaw surgery. That's that's pretty wild. Dude, man. my my little brother had battery back in high school. It was awful. So he uh he had a bad underbite, right? And you know, it's basically one of those things where they're like, you don't technically have to have this, but if you don't later in life you're gonna have to deal with like severe headaches this this that and the other so yeah they had to cut it and then like move it back you know put some like cheek because it messes with your cheekbones some like cheekbone inserts all this and keep his mouth wired shut for like a couple weeks and it was right after he did so it was right after his basketball season ended so like he went to prom and the rest like you know, of his senior year with like this super swollen face. And I remember it's the weirdest thing whenever somebody goes through that type of a surgery because like it does swell up your entire face. And I'm sure it's weird for you looking in the mirror, but it's also weird for somebody else who knows you because they see you and they're like, holy crap, like, you know, Crayola doesn't look the exact same as what he looked like before. But then eventually, you know, ends up, you know, the swelling goes down, everything goes back to normal. But it is something, you know, kind of a little bit intimidating there right off the bat. And, you know, yeah, my brother's extremely thankful he did it. And every, everything went well with it. But, you know, it was a long time ago, but still. Yeah, so I, I have known somebody close to me that did go through it. That's wild, dude. Yeah, and that's funny because I, um, I was walking in the neighborhood with my wife and my daughter. And, dude, like the first day I came home, my daughter didn't know who I was. She, you know, she wouldn't look at it. She's, she's 14 months old. It was kind of funny. And then now she's like touching my face and trying to figure out what's going on. And I was walking in the neighborhood and, and this kid was like playing with his mom or like helping with gardening or something. And all of a sudden the kid just freezes and just watches me walk for like the next like two minutes right past him. And his mom had to like tell him like, Oh, you know, he, He's out of boo-boo or whatever. He's he's okay. But I didn't have a shirt on. I had this, like, so I'm wearing this thing called a jaw bra. Literally supports your face. <laughs> and this kid thought I was, like, some maniac, like, just walking down the street. And, uh, yeah, he, he was, like, scared to death of me. So it's it's been funny uh, to, to see that. But now, today, the swelling's going down, and it's more like bruising. So I'm, I'm starting to look more like that yellow purple grape i guess <laughs> um, but yeah dude it's, it's interesting but i appreciate y'all support man yeah that's crazy to, to know multiple people that have had, had that done so it's hard if you don't if, if you don't know what to expect so i appreciate well, i mean heck dude even my mom right now she's like she's 60 something she's not ha- she's not having jaw surgery but you know they found out something with her jaw was off. Anyway, I don't know. So she's been having a lot of like different, a lot of different things done to it now in her sixties. And I guarantee you, man, like it's a lot easier for you to get it done now than it is to wait until then. Thousand percent, thousand percent. You know, I tell I tell people this all the time. Uh, but uh, you, you know, uh, you know, White Chips, the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, you know where he's like, I'm gonna get off the freaking surgery table, looking like freaking shred. Like that's what I feel like right now. <laughs> no, man, that's uh, it's tough. I, I, I'm just glad you're doing, 
glad you're doing all right through it, man. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's never fun dealing with that type of crap. Um, Pick God, what's going on, man? You've been up here for a minute. Haven't had the chance to let you speak yet. Yo, man, what's up? Long-time listener, you know, OG mentor here. Yeah. Um, Let's go, baby. <laughs> I have never been able to talk because you guys are usually, usually hosting them when I'm at work, but I've been off the last couple of weeks. I'm Green Vic in the Discord for anyone uh, who's in there. But kind of going back to what Bog was saying, man, you know, I do think that, you know, this is not end utility of, of NFTs to kind of get back on the JPEG topic. But, you know, like being in a digital community, I think, is going to be extremely valuable. And I don't think that's something a lot of people see yet. You know, so when I see, you know, a couple of these NFT projects thriving during the bear market, I feel like, you know, they're going to be some of the higher beta plays necessarily, you know, when the next bull run comes back. Um you know, speaking about the metaverse and stuff like that, man, uh, you know, maybe we're not living in the ideal, you know, what we kind of see is going to happen in the future yet, but we kind of already are, you know, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, take up a lot of people's lives. You know, I know there's a lot of anons on here listening, um, but, you know, kind of like developing that personality digitally is going to be important in the future. So, you know, I'm kind of happy to be here what I consider kind of early. I'm definitely not done uh, stacking some stocks, but you know, I'm here for the ride. I'm looking forward to it. It's so powerful. Like when a group of people come together with like a passion and a fire that is lit inside of them, you converge that innovation mindset to better the entire group. Like that's what's happening all over this right now. I mean, there's thousands of these communities and eventually, a lot of them are going to start merging together. Take perfect case in point right here. Look at wonky stonks. Look at the penguins. Look at seals. Look at the pandas. Everybody's starting to merge together, these little small communities. And when everybody just keeps with that community mindset, yeah, bro, innovation for this future is going to be super freaking bullish, bro. Yeah, what I would add is, you know, like, I definitely do view it as a form of networking, too. You know, I think oh, you know, I'm relatively young. Uh, like 23, about to turn 24 tomorrow. But, you know, I like hearing all these different interesting perspectives from a ton of different people and a ton of different diverse backgrounds, you know, working in a ton of different fields. Uh, you know, I know Cleo's engineering. I'm sure there are some tech guys in here, some business people, whatever it might be, finance. A lot of you guys are building too. So it's really cool, you know, it helps me definitely put in perspective you know, necessarily where I think the space is heading down the road. Uh, but like what you said, man, building on those digital communities is going to be really, really, really important going forward. You know, I expect a lot of people in the space to be on CT for a long time. Uh, and I'm kind of hoping I'm the same way. I love hearing that mindset, too, at, at your age. Um, and that's something that like I'm super bullish on, too, is that networking and that mentorship, too, on top of it, because you can have a, a wide variety of different people from different backgrounds, very diverse and so i'm in i'm in several different groups and groups where there are people 18 19 years old i'm, I'm almost 40 and, and we help each other out i learn from them too it's that vice versa back and forth that we all just keep growing from so yeah man i love that love that i'm happy you came up here and spoke today yeah man i appreciate it it's, it's been a long time coming i actually do gotta head out me and my roommate are about to go play a, a round of golf so i'm gonna enjoy this friday afternoon maybe i'll uh, tune a little bit Tune in a little bit if I'm in the cart. But uh, I'll see you guys.
guys and uh, have a good weekend. Thanks for having me up here, Kaleo. Uh, hopefully, you know, this is not the last time. All right. Yeah, Peace man. Out, you d- definitely got to come up here again if you get the chance. So course, appreciate man. having you up here. Yeah, thank um, you, man. All right. Hey, by the way, I've got an announcement for the winner of the stunk. It is all for my Dre. All for my Dre. Let's um, go. <laughs> right. Shoot me a DM back. I already DM'd you. Shoot me your ETH address. I will shoot you that stonk here during the space live. Congratulations. For and feel free to come up All on right. stage, too, if you want. Yeah. That's, Peace out, know, guys. That's a beautiful stonk, too, man. That thing is super Later. freaking beautiful. No, I'm a big fan, too. I love the area charts like that. Like, the area charts with the wonky theme. So, I'm a big fan of it. That hot pink, too. I like to give away some of the beautiful ones in these spaces. Um, Anton, welcome back up, man. Dude, it's tough to (laughs) – I know that it's you, but I don't know how anybody else up here that is, you know, the narrow-minded American is going to (laughs) recognize how to spell and read the Greek. So, I, you know, I respect, you know, going back to your roots. Hey, guys. I hope you are doing well. Thanks for bringing me up, man. Appreciate that. Uh, I just, I have a question. And just before my question, I just want to add something. Uh, I just want to thank you, Kaleo, and the room and everyone here for being here. Because uh, at this time, uh, it feels like home. It feels like family here. Honestly, with you guys, I see you all the time on the spaces. And uh, yeah, I just want to say thank you. And my question is, uh, I've been hearing, we hear everywhere about NFTs and all these things we hear. Uh, We hear only on ETH. We never hear on Solana, for example. So what's your opinion on that? Because I think most of the people do not have the budget at the moment to go on ETH. They are super expensive. So what is your opinion on that? You know, I, I wish I wish ZK would have stuck up here. Um, I was going to have him talk for a minute. He's big on the Solana side. But, um, you know, like there are plenty of solid Solana projects out there. And, you know, right now it's been really impressive seeing at the top, you know, and, and I judge kind of a network and its effect by what's happening at the top. And Degods is out there just completely killing it right now. And I don't know if that's because of, their, uh, the upcoming youth list that they have or what, you know, is kind of driving traction behind that. But they've had slow, steady, solid, continuous growth. Um, and there's several other projects, you know, that, that kind of trickles down to. So I'm not nearly as well versed as, you know, say what some of the smaller mid-sized plays that are still kind of active are. But, you know, the way I view it is this, is like slime is not as proven as it is, right? Right? Like, there's solid chance that it does work out well. Solid chance that it does stick around um, and continue to grow. But, you know, there is more inherent risk involved um, than I think there is with ETH. And what that usually leads to is, you, you know, it's a higher risk reward type of situation, right? Like, you know, so if you're investing in a project, in a Solana type project, then maybe it is higher chance of a flip. Maybe there isn't. Like I, I don't know, man. I just don't have nearly as good of a feel for it. I like to stick 
with what I know a little bit better and what I'm more confident has the higher staying power. And that's ETH for me. But again, doesn't mean that there aren't solid opportunities there. I'm just not very well versed in them. It, it, it makes sense. It makes sense. Uh, so, uh, my, I just want to say that, like, for example, it's like more gambling if you invest on Solana, for example. Uh, so that's what you are saying, actually. So, yeah, man, I'm, I, I'm not quite sure. I wish I did. Um, I mean, so Bogfather, pretty bad. Man, like, what? What's that? Uh, I say it's like Antoine. It's already bad enough on Eve. People are undercutting for like, you know, like their rent. Like people are undercutting for their next meal on on Solana. It's 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 this. The stakes are too high. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You are getting like five dollar undercuts, right? Like, you know, people are flipping for the chance at a cheeseburger. Um, and you know, hey, maybe that's a decent place to start kind of getting a feel for the game. Um, you know, maybe, maybe you're only risking supersizing your next meal with uh, your next flip. But um, we, we are in a bear market at the moment. So <laughs> that's... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then, you know, that's, that's a sweet spot. That's a sweet spot. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure, man. Wish I had a better answer for you. So, Bog, Matt, what you guys got going on this weekend? Any uh, any other things in the real world or anything else with the uh, the NFT crypto market in general that you guys have uh, have going on? I'm taking the weekend I... off, man. Oh, go ahead, Bog. Go ahead. Like, no, I'm just going to say I'm just going to be drinking on a boat this weekend. Uh, well, tomorrow. I was going to say I'm going to be on my boat tomorrow too. Let's go, baby. <laughs> Well, my not, wife hasn't be touching grass per se. No, but... yeah, touching some seagrass, but that's about yeah. it. I'll <laughs> be touching some dog. Yeah, right. Oh yeah, bro, man. I'm jealous. I'm so jealous, dude. I haven't been on the boat since I'm back from Peru, and my wife has the day off tomorrow, so um, gonna go uh, hit up the bay, um, hang on the island, relax for a little bit, and um, spend the weekend with her, trying to make some more babies. So probably me and Kaleo, we will be watching the charts. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Do the job for us, brother. I appreciate it. Something like that. And I may just leave it up to you this weekend to hold down the fort. <laughs> for, for sure, I'm going to be. Anton got the five-minute candles on. Like, he's just listening to some, like, house. He's ready. He's ready for anything. If we don't bounce here, I don't know if I want to be watching the charts, but <laughs> What do you got going on this weekend, Kaleo? Uh, I've got a, uh, I, I actually have to cut this short here in a little bit because I've got to go start getting some stuff ready for, um, my brother's birthday this evening. We're doing some stuff to celebrate. Um, so I've got that. Let's see. I, I know I've got a lot of crap tomorrow and I'm forgetting what all is on the list. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shoot, dude. One of the things on the, the itinerary, and this is actually going to kill me because I've been a lazy bum the past like three and a half weeks now that just from all the traveling, I quit doing my Orange Theory stuff. And, you know, like I need to get to it. I'm paying for it. I'm not doing it. I was on a really good roll and I just got kicked out of it. So I've been too afraid to go back. Well, there's something more intense 
an orange theory out there. It's called F45. F45? Um, what in God's creation is this? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like CrossFit, basically, from what I can tell, just with a different name. Um, well, one of uh, the girls that was in my Bible study this last year is now good friends with my girlfriend. And what she wants to do her birthday is have everybody go out and do an F45 class with her. So I am signed up for an F45 class tomorrow morning doing that. I'm going to make a fool of myself. Um, going to try my hardest to survive, but we will see. Um, and then I don't know. I got a few other random things, but, you know, thankfully nothing, nothing too taxing. Just, you know, fun stuff for friends and family. That's awesome, brother. But I'm not I, sure of anything else in the, the crypto space. It's really eventful that's supposed to be happening this weekend. I have an NFT conference in Philly, some of the guys are talking about, but that's nothing to do with crypto. Oh, man. I don't know. Any conference is <laughs> dear clear. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, wait. A conference in Philly? Yeah, <laughs> How in the world? Like, who is going to a conference in Philly other than people who live in Philly? <laughs> Oh, that shit's hilarious. Hey, but listen, I'm going to hold you accountable too, man. I started at the gym this week, first time back after, you know, years of recovery from, from the neck getting broken. I'm feeling good. Um, I'm doing the damn thing, forcing myself, I'm waking up at 5.30 every morning. Um, I'm going to start messaging you in the morning, man, getting your ass up and moving, brother. Ah, uh, dude, I need that. I, I do. I may. Dude, that's another, that's another thing too, for everyone in here. Like, I, I've never really been a morning person when it comes to workouts but if i don't work out in the morning there's a very low percentage chance i do it like after worker dude it sets a tone for your whole day like you feel amazing you get the that natural high just much more energy right yeah you know throughout the entire day because like that's the irony of life right the lazier you are and the less that you do physically, you would think that you'd be more rested and have more energy, but it's the exact opposite. You have so much less energy throughout the day to be able to do stuff. And, you know, your mind's not as clear. You're obviously not as healthy. So, yeah, like it's something that needs to happen. And I mean, what else are we doing in the bear market? Yeah, right. Exactly. Well, Stefan did like walk to earn. What if there's a workout to earn that actually might like, I don't know, some kind like you, you like burn a certain amount of calories. I'll probably go to zero just like Stefan did. Is that that, like, are we being ableist? Are we, is that just not, are we going to get canceled for having workout to earn? Right. (laughs) I don't know. I want a, you know what, you know, it would be amazing like a Twitter integration, kind of like what uh, BAT does, their basic attention token, uh, integrating it your a tweet to earn type of thing, right? Like the more time that you spend on Twitter, you uh, you earn more. Like I think we could all, yeah, yeah, that that that'll get us get us. I'll have, I'll be having a lot more steak dinners if there's a tweet to earn. Bro, that would get us out of the bear market. Like, that would be enough of a stimulus to everybody on Twitter to be able to catalyze a new a new market, a new bull market. Like, that would be it. We just we just need Elon at the helm somehow still. That, I don't know. That, I mean, that's already, like, that fell through. But I don't know if the current uh, folks are going to ever implement anything. I, th- I think they're just going to make these spaces worse and 
until like, and we're going to just probably put up with it like we do with everything else. But, um, that, that's, uh, that'll be nice to think about. That'll be a little idealistic, but they got to do something. Hey, just, uh, one little quick word of wisdom for the crowd here before I get off. Um, talking about really kind of, you know, mix that also with setting the intention for the day in your mind. Um, kind of break up your routine moving forward a little bit, challenge yourself a little bit, instill some positive thoughts in your mind, and remember your thoughts are just thoughts. But if we reinforce them with positive thoughts, we have a positive outcome. And also, drink a lot of water, because I know y'all motherfuckers are dehydrated. Tim, appreciate that, Alpha. Um, yeah, you know, I think that's all we got for today. Appreciate it again. Enjoyed another space. 27 straight. Going to make it 28 next Friday. Same time, same place. Um, so, yeah, be there and enjoy the weekend. Take it easy, everybody. Later, everyone. Later, everybody. Much love. Bye. Cheers.